In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Grace and peace be yours in abundance, through the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. Amen. Do you believe that God will keep his word? This is a good question for us as we ponder and look at Mary and Elizabeth today. Just prior to this account that we heard and read today, Mary heard the word of God that the Holy Spirit would incarnate the Son of God in her womb. That is to say, he would create in her womb the fully human body of Christ. In this, Jesus would join himself to a human body. In Mary, God said the Christ child would be conceived. And not only that, Mary hears that her relative Elizabeth is pregnant. Now, Scripture says that Elizabeth was advanced in years and barren. She had no children and was either so old it was unlikely that she would have a child or she may have been past childbearing age. She's probably somewhere between 50 to 70 years old. This would have been quite a miracle. Mary hears the word of both conceptions and believes. She humbly submits to her Lord's will and trusts what he says. In fact, because she believes the word, she heads immediately to Elizabeth. As someone who is dealing with a miraculous conception, I'm sure it would be comforting to be with someone else who is in a somewhat similar situation. Someone who might understand and believe what God is doing. And indeed, this is what she finds. Elizabeth understands what Mary is facing. She exclaims with joy the honor that belongs to Mary. There is no sin or shame here. This is God's work. This is God's doing. And Mary has believed the Lord's word about what will be and what now is. This is important. The baby who has just been conceived in Mary's womb is Jesus. John, the baby in Elizabeth's womb, recognizes Jesus' presence. Now, although today we might call them embryos or fetuses, Scripture calls John a baby. Neither John nor Jesus are blobs of tissue. They are not some random growth in the womb. They're fully human. And that Jesus is already here and present such that Elizabeth proclaims Mary to be the Lord's mother and the fruit of her womb that is blessed means that this stage of our life is valuable to God. God has come in the flesh from our conception to our death in order to redeem our whole life. From beginning to end, he comes to claim us as his. But not only do we see that God values us from the very beginning, we see that even babies can and do have faith. From even in the womb, John exhibits his faith. 
He's overjoyed at Jesus' presence. He's jumping and leaping at hearing Mary's voice. And this means that babies are blessed when their mother is hearing God's word, for they are hearing it too. What a glorious gift to give your unborn child. God's precious, life-saving, and faith-creating word. The baby may not understand or remember it, but clearly the Holy Spirit is at work in babies in the womb through the word. Mary, Elizabeth, and even John believe the Lord's word and promise. Mary heard the word and believed that God would fulfill it. He would bring it to fruition. You too have heard God's word and promises. You've heard them in baptism, where God declared you free of sin, that you are clean. You've, his, you've heard his promise that he will return. You've heard his commandments, which work well because they are in line with how the world was created to operate. You've heard his warning that breaking his commandments leads to death because it works against that order and design. You've heard that suffering can be a blessing and that riches can be a curse. You've heard how God continues to work out good even from bad situations and circumstances. We've heard God's word of law and gospel, his commandments and promises. But have we always believed that he would fulfill his word? Haven't we struggled with that at times? Haven't we doubted? But every time we break a commandment, we are either doubting the blessing and good thing that God is granting us in the commandment, or we are doubting that it will cause any harm. But not only that, when we sin and do wrong, we're doubting that God has set us free from sin. We're doubting that we have been cleansed. So do we believe he will fulfill his word? Do we believe he will come again as strongly as we are certain Christmas will come? Are we living like we expect him to come again? Do we despair when we are suffering? Do we think we are more blessed if we have wealth? Do we struggle with all the evil things we are seeing and wonder if God is still keeping his word in the midst of such? This is all evidence of sin and evil in us. We struggle with believing God will keep his word or that he means what he says when it comes to the law. We struggle with doubts and unbelief. Now we could compare ourselves to Mary, Elizabeth, and John and condemn ourselves. And we wouldn't be wrong to recognize how such unbelief is wrong and evil. We definitely need to repent of all such unbelief or trouble believing his word. But we should not despair over our sin for this is why Christ Jesus came. He came to rescue you and me out of sin. He came to deliver us from our sin-sick hearts, from our unbelief. 
Jesus started his redeeming work in Mary's womb, being conceived in our flesh to save us and our children from beginning to end. He lived in Mary's womb for nine months, growing from a single-celled human to a complex, developed baby who was born into this world to face the suffering, hardships, and consequences of sin, including a horrendous death. He faced all our evils for us. He faced all the ways we broke creation and went against his design. He faced the destruction we wrecked on this world in his death, and he restored the lost order of creation in his resurrection. His blood brought an end and a new beginning to this world. Jesus does not condemn you for your trouble believing. Rather, he helps you in the midst of your trouble. He comes so that we could see him and how he keeps his word. He comes that we could believe on him. And not only that, he gives us his Holy Spirit that we would have the faith of John, Elizabeth, and Mary. He strengthens our faith and trust in him by repeating his promises at his table, by assuring us of his coming and return. He speaks his word again and again that we would hear it, see that it is true, and grow in it. Our Lord has forgiven you of your unbelief. He handed you forgiveness in his word of absolution today. He gives you life at his table where the Holy Spirit once again comes to dwell in and with you. Jesus also promises to continue to walk with you because he has claimed you out of the evil of this world and washed you clean. He put his name on you. He has promised you life with him in the new heavens and earth. You are his. He has, does, and will keep his word. Let us hear his word. Hang on to it and teach it to ourselves and our children so that we are ready and prepared for his return. He is coming soon. Come, Lord Jesus, come. Peace to God which passes on our standing. Keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord look upon you with favor and give you peace. Amen.